thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. I want to welcome you to the first edition of Bible News Radio for 2019. And boy, do we have a show for you today. I'm telling you, there is so much unbelievable news that has to do with not only what's going on in the church, but also the world. Plus, I'm going to unveil my brand new initiative for this year. As you guys know, a couple of years ago, we did, you know, a whole bunch of different things. But this year... I have a whole little program that I'm gonna I'm gonna share. So I hope that you stick around for this because I think it's actually truly inspired. So here's the deal: go get yourself some paper and a pen because you're gonna want to write down some stuff. Okay, you're gonna take some notes. And if you don't mind, you can share this out on whatever platform you're at. So of course, I want to thank Randall Pandelbearface for being my co-host in life. The executive junior producer of the show. <laughs> executive junior producer? What the ju- heck? You're the ju- well, you're the main producer of the show. I'm really the producer. Right. Yeah. Technically. Yep. Yeah. There and you we, are. And we will be... <laughs> Randall's so funny. Yes, he, I am. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Pretty cute, too, I might add. <sighs> anyway, I'm going to go ahead and share this out. Hold on. Okay. As you might have seen, Fra- Franklin Graham... We're going to get to that in just a second. Franklin Graham has, was, was, he's, he's back. He was banned on Facebook. And I have to tell you something. It's kind of interesting because I know a lot of people who have been banned on Facebook, including me. Like, what did I do, man? Did I be, you know, I didn't see the comment. There wasn't one. Oh, there wasn't? It just popped up on the screen. And then it disappeared. You're imagining things. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I have actually imagined a lot of things, though. Yes. So this year is going to be a time of change, people. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Mia. Hi, Melanie. Hi, Jason. Hi, Pastor Percy. Yeah, I see you, Jordan. Okay. Hi, all you people watching wherever else you're watching. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Okay. Yeah, it is. That's called Make My Day, in case you wanted to know. Go ahead. Make My Day. You know, in fact, this morning, or actually this afternoon... I was reading a, bo- a, a verse of the Bible, because <laughs> that's what most people do. They just read one verse. Uh, and I tweeted it out to my text message list. Here it is. 1 Peter 5.8. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil... Prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Yeah, he does. I'm going to tell you something. I sit in a very interesting seat. And I don't mean this chair literally. I mean, it's, you know, a boring chair. Uh, And I have learned over the years that God has given me a very clear gift of discernment and exhortation. And these two gifts irritate people, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, they especially irritate people when it's directed at them, and uh, and they don't like being rebuked or whatever. And, you know, maybe it's this year, maybe it's that I'm 50 now, and I'm at the point where I don't have time to deal with relationships that are dramas or people who are just going to be stuck and just want to play games. You know what? That block key on my Facebook page, block key on Twitter, 
block key anywhere else you have contact with me on social media, that's going to be my best friend this year, just so you know. And I encourage you to make it your friend as well. Because you know what, you guys? I'm going to tell you something. I'm looking at what's going on during, you know, in the world and, and different things. And I'm telling you something. The devil is prowling out there. And he is seeking somebody to devour. And I have to tell you, I've been in a very interesting classroom the last five years or so in particular. And the more I look back and go, oh, that's what it was you were trying to show me. The more resolved I am to make sure that I warn you of some of the things to come. Because you know what? I just have to say that there are people, especially for me. I mean, I just can tell you this right here. I can tell you, I have people kiss up to me all the time. That's a, that's a true story. People kiss up to me. They try to be, pretend to be my friend and they do all this stuff. And then, you know, and then ultimately their ultimate goal is they want to be on the show or they want the, the platform that God has given me for their own personal use and gain. And then they turn around, they poo poo on you like you, like, you know, or they expect you to do it because, well, you're a Christian after all, you know, and Christians shouldn't, you know, you know, you're supposed to love me. You know what? This girl ain't putting up with crap from nobody this year, just so you know. So, with that said, I want to tell you, God laid on my heart this year what I'm calling uh, Stacy Harp is going to slug you. <laughs> I mean, what's that mean? So, I'm going to say you get slugged by Stacy, okay? That's, that's going to be my thing. If you get slugged by me, then, you know, you've been slugged. <laughs> So what does this mean? Actually, it's an acronym, okay? So it's slugged, S-L-U-G, apostrophe D, okay? Just so you know. And here's what it stands for. And this is basically something new I'm going to be doing in the morning, um, like in audio format. I actually did it this morning. Uh, God actually laid this on my heart yesterday. That's why I didn't do it yesterday because I was still thinking through it. But every morning here on Periscope, uh, I'm going to be doing what I'm going to call an audio briefing. And it's going to be, un, you know, hopefully not that long. This morning it was about 13 minutes, but I'm going to try to keep it under 15 minutes, probably closer to 10 minutes. And the whole purpose of it is to slug you every morning. That's basically my goal. Okay? Just want to slug you. And so what does this mean? The S stands for seek God, right? Because here's the thing. We don't actually seek God. We seek everything else first, right? How many of you actually open your phone first thing in the morning, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you do. So Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to seek God. So some of what we would talk about in the morning will, will concern that. The L stands for lift. And when I put this together, I was actually thinking of lifting weights because that's my physical goal for the years to lift weights and get muscles. But I also, as I was thinking about it, thought, you know what? This really has to do with lifting others up and also lifting yourself up, right? You know, as far as is that and lifting, of course, Jesus up, lifting God up the best that you can. Okay. L stands for unity or uniting people, uh, and what and you might find this interesting because with that we also have to look at the issue of understanding and that means agreeing agreeing even to disagree right i have some good relationships that uh <laughs> that if we wouldn't be friends if we didn't agree to disagree but you know what it also means at least in my book is you know what you don't have to be my friend i don't have to be yours on facebook because I can agree just to disagree with you, and you can go over there, I can go over here. You you do what God's called you to do. If God's really called you to do it, he'll give you the platform to do it. You don't need mine. Um, but that will be part of it as well. And then guide. Guide and God. You know, allowing the Lord to guide us. But also, God has given you, whoever you are, a sphere of influence that's not mine, Right? So you go out there, you let the Lord guide you to where he wants you to go. And then, of course, the D, as we, you know, do the apostrophe, the D there, would be um, discipline uh, and your development. 
right? Now, I am personally reading two books this year on self-discipline, and I have to tell you, they're very good books because they actually fly in the face of all the stuff that we always hear from all these self-help gurus, you know, and, and other people who tell you stuff. Oh, you know, if it feels good, do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it feels good to eat Oreos. I totally love Oreos, especially the the mint ones. But should I? <laughs> no. And it actually flies in the face of what the scripture talks about in Galatians, where it gives us the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And one of those fruits of the Holy Spirit is self-control, or it can be translated self-discipline, which, you know, let's just admit it. Most of us have some area where we're not very self-disciplined and stuff. So that's what slugged is going to be about. So I hope you join me in the journey to be slugged this year by me and the Lord, hopefully, as he works through me. And I want to invite you to join me uh, on Periscope in the morning via audio only. Just so you know, because I'm not going to get all pretty for you that early in the morning. It's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Does it sound like a plan? Okay. And Melanie already hashtagged it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Stacy's hashtag Stacy Slug. <laughs> there you go. Or how about Slug Stacy? <laughs> I know a couple of you would like to do that. Anyway. All right, so let's look at this Franklin Graham story. This is coming off from CBN News. It was just released on, it was actually released a couple days ago. I didn't see it until today because I frankly have been avoiding the news because, you know, just saying. So this is what it says. It says Franklin Graham suspended by Facebook and blocked for his biblical quote hate speech. Yeah, he has. It says here evangelist Franklin Graham, who, if you guys don't know, is the son of Billy Graham. Uh, has revealed that he was recently suspended from Facebook for taking a stand for his biblical beliefs. The temporary ban lasted 24 hours, and while the censorship itself is shocking enough, it was also surprising that the ban was retroactive, <laughs> resulting from a comment he made two years ago, which is completely insane, right? Well, now we know Facebook has a secret rule book for policing speech. I was banned from posting on Facebook last week for 24 hours. Why? Because of a post from back in 2016 about North Carolina's House Bill 2, also known as the bathroom bill, if you guys don't remember that. Graham explained in a weekend Facebook post, the suspension raises serious questions as critics ask if Facebook is willing to block one of the most prominent Christian leaders in the world. Then what's next? Yeah. Just so you know, if they block me, it'd be, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> I know people like Janet Mefford. She actually left Facebook because of their stupidity, but whatever. Anyway, the stunning announcement also reinforces ongoing reports of censorship against Christian beliefs by other social media giants and the text companies, text tech companies that control so much of the communication and interaction in our world today. Companies like Google, Twitter, and Apple. A Facebook spokesperson admitted to the Charlotte Observer that Graham was indeed punished for his post. And while the spokesperson is now apologizing for censoring Graham, it's clear that some of Facebook's team of 15,000 speech police, 15,000 <laughs> speech police can censor conservative Christians at will. Graham says it's just wrong that his biblical comments would be ever considered hate speech. Facebook said the post went against their community standards on hate speech. Facebook is trying to define truth. There was a character in a movie a few years back who said, the truth is what I say it is. That's what Facebook is trying to do. They're making the rules and changing the, the rules, Graham said. But he says God's truth will always be the only real truth. Truth is truth, Graham said. God made the rules and his word is truth. Actually, Facebook is censoring free speech. The free exchange of ideas is part of our country's DNA. And this vocal Christian leader didn't back down. No, he didn't. Even after the suspension, as soon as his account was back online, he posted, since Facebook took down the 2016 post last week, I'll copy it here so you can read it for yourself. Do you see any hate speech here? <laughs> you go, Franklin. Uh, and here's what he said. April 9th, 2016, Bruce Springsteen, a longtime gay rights activist, has canceled his North Carolina concert. He says the NC law HB2 to prevent men from being able to use women's restrooms and locker rooms is going backwards instead of forwards. Well, to be honest, we need to go back. 
back to God, back to respecting and honoring his commands, back to common sense. Mr. Springsteen, a nation embracing sin and bowing at the feet of a godless secularism and political correctness is not progress. I'm thankful North Carolina has a governor, Pat McCrory, and a lieutenant governor, Dan Forrest, and legislators who put the safety of our women and children first. HB2 protects the safety and privacy of women and children and preserves the human rights of millions of faith-based citizens of this state. After Facebook actually issued an apology, Graham acknowledged it on Facebook as well. Yeah, this is what it says here. Thank you to Facebook for the apology, the admission that my April 9, 2016 post didn't go against your community standards and the corrective action taken. Yeah. This, this you know, what they did was they picked on somebody, uh, you know, that, that has a huge audience that doesn't actually need them. And uh, they're, they're just trying to be a little bit nice. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit nice. So, yeah, I've had a lot of friends censured on Facebook, a lot of friends who speak out about the homosexual agenda in particular or the abortion issue or Islam in particular. Those are the three things you need to get bold to talk about, the gay agenda, Islam, and abortion, because those three and the gospel, of course, those four issues are what Facebook and all these big giants don't want you to to, uh, talk about because your worldview, if it's grounded in biblical truth is actually a threat to the devil who is seeking who he wants to devour. And you know what? Here's the thing, and I will say this boldly, and you can hate me if you want, but if the devil ain't picking on you in some way, trying to devour you up, then you're not doing a whole lot. (laughs) Just saying. And so, of course, he's going to go after, like, he went after Grey Glory last year with the Harvest Crusades, because how dare he have the Bible and the billboard about his Harvest Crusade. Uh, he's, he's going after Franklin Graham. He's gone off, gone after a lot of my friends, including me, um, on, on YouTube. Just as YouTube. We broadcast this over on YouTube. I'm sure there's a couple of you watching. And, you know... That we have we had our show removed. Remember, I did the scope on it, and it was like I can't remember what the show was about. But they removed it based on a headline. It was simply a headline that I read that hadn't that I didn't even say anything hateful. It was just I read a headline, and they didn't like it. So, yeah. So there you go. Anyway, Bareface, you have any comments on that? Um, I'm surprised to find that there's a. Um, you know, a speech police of 15,000. <laughs> yeah. Play Facebook. I don't know if that's 15,000 employees entirety or they have 15,000 just set aside to police language. If I had to guess, I would say that there's 15,000 speech police. Really? That's why. Yeah. Facebook is no small corporation. It's a big I know, place. 15,000. Yeah. Why not? In one department. I mean, that sounds like the sound that sounds like the size of the entire organization. Really? To me. Well, we can do some research on that. Get our crack staff on this right now. Melanie, go look this up on. (laughs) John, you can do it. You're in Canada. They'll never know that you you did research on them. No, just kidding. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's not surprising. I mean, we're going to continue to see more and more of this, except for a delayed apology, which, you know, said he posted the. The image, he, which I didn't put on the. At least he got an apology. Most of my friends never get acknowledged, yeah. right? right? I mean, I'm still waiting for they're my just, page to be just verified. Put in Facebook jail for a while, and then they're reinstated with no explanation. Yeah, we don't like you. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, you know, it's 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 their it's their platform. You know, they can it's it's publicly owned. I think. But you know, it is. I own stock in Facebook. Yeah, but so, but it's up to the shareholders. And Twitter. <laughs> it's up to the shareholders and the directors. You know, ultimately, what happens, what what they, what direction they go in. But hmm. anyway. Anyway, well. But I, wanna... I think as they endeavor to be politically correct, whatever that is, it seems to be redefined all the time. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we have a lot of news. I want to read a couple. I want to read something. How many of you guys have Netflix? Just out of curiosity. Um, I actually don't. 
have Netflix. <laughs> I'm I'm on a family plan with a friend who's like family. Uh, but I got to read you this. This morning I got this in, uh, what's it called? Um, the Morning Brew email, which is a good email to get if you haven't yet gotten it. Um, how many of you have seen this show called Bird Box? Now this was interesting to me. I I, I heard heard about this. It says, this one goes out to the two of you who didn't watch Bird Box. That, that would be me and Randall. We didn't watch Bird Box, but listen to this. We're going to start 2019 right where we left off in 2018, talking about the never-ending thriller that is Netflix. 45,037,125. That's how many accounts watched the Sandra Bullock horror flick Bird Box in the first seven days, according to Netflix, setting a record for one of its original films. So what does the streamer consider a view? Unlike, uh, unlike Facebook that considers a view like 10 seconds or five seconds or something. Watching past 70% of the total runtime, including credits and likely contributing at least one meme. (laughs) If you're thinking that's an absurd number, you're correct. Netflix has just over 137 million subscribers worldwide. So you can do the math. Some media analysts tell us to be very skeptical since it was self-reported, but even that cold water couldn't keep other experts from zooming out on Netflix's hold over entertainment promotion. So uh, it says here, uh, and and I'm going to bring this up too because we're going to read this as our next story. The reason I bring that this up is because um, this guy, Matthew Ball, he wrote, the reality is that most valuable real estate in the world is the top fold of Netflix's homepage. And Netflix not only controls it, they don't rent it to anyone. You can buy a billboard, Amazon's homepage, Facebook, Snapchat, but not Netflix. It's only for Netflix. Um, But here's the thing. Netflix is also in the news because they have actually recently bowed to Saudi Arabia pressure. Or Saudi pressure. Saudi uh, in fact, in fact, there's an article over on Yahoo, 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 <laughs> sorry, bareface. Uh, titled Netflix drops satire episode critical of Saudi Arabia. Those cowards at Netflix. Okay, so Netflix has removed an episode of a satirical comedy show from its service in Saudi Arabia over its criticism of the kingdom following a legal request by officials in Riyadh. Uh, the move was widely denounced by right groups rights groups, including Amnesty International, which said it risks facilitating a crackdown on freedom of expression in Saudi Arabia. In the episode, a Patriot Act with Hassan Minhaj, the American-born Muslim, lashed out at the kingdom after the October killing of Washington Post columnist Jamel Khashoggi in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. He specifically criticized Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and was also critical of the Saudi-led military campaign in Yemen. We strongly support artistic freedom worldwide and removed this episode only in Saudi Arabia after we had received a valid legal request and to comply with local law, a Netflix spokeswoman said in a statement Tuesday. The streaming giant added it had received a takedown request citing an article of of its cyber crime law as the reason. Article 6 of the law states that production, preparation, transmission, or storage of material impinging on public order, religious values, public morals, and privacy through the information network or computers is a crime punishable by up to five years in prison and a fine not exceeding three million Saudi riles, or $800,000. The episode can still be seen in other parts of the world and in Saudi Arabia on YouTube, just so you know. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, and, and it's just wild speculation on my behalf, just so you know, it's not like, you know, it's just what I think. I think it's interesting whenever anybody caves to the Muslims, because that's exactly what they did. Was it really the law, or was it the threat of getting their head cut off because... They made fun of Muslims, ultimately. I don't know, Bareface. What do you think? Well, it made 
fun specifically of Saudi. Well, not maybe fun of Saudi Arabia. We're critical yeah, of Saudi Arabia. Well, uh, yeah. And and any you know this nation that most high levels has nothing but um, uh, <laughs> has nothing but. We were having an earthquake here, just so you know. I, I, I'm not even touching the table. But but you're not with any part of your body? Nope. Okay, I'm not touching anything. How about now? Can you, can you feel it? Yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm the, shaking my leg. And, and the viewers can see it. Can the viewers see it? That's the thing. Uh, That's it's because I'm, I'm so about. strong. My legs are powerful. They're like an ox. Anyway. Or whatever. Anyway. Go on. Anyway. I'll try to be still. I mean, Republican, Democrat, you go back, whatever presidential administration, they all, they're all beholden to, to Saudi Arabia, be it, you know, BHO bowing to the Saudi king, whether it being Bush 41 and 43, you know, uh, all buddy-buddy with them, uh, despite, uh, despite privacy and human rights abuses it's just like they're the you know they're the sacred cow you can't touch them uh i'm sure the, the financial ties go really deep and i don't know what else i'm not an expert on that so it doesn't surprise me you know that what saudi arabia wants they get when it comes to any u.s corporation or or you know political institution and yeah. Netflix is kind of both, so. Yep. Hey, if you don't think, and, and here's the other thing. If you don't think the media is a huge influence, then why would they care? I mean, media is a huge influence. You guys are all watching us on media right now. We're fake media, though. We're not real media. Okay, anyway. Yeah, just, um, <laughs> just, um, you know, just add in there. And it's the article. It says, in October, the Press Freedom Watchdog Group, Reporters Without Borders, ranked Saudi Arabia as 169th out of 180 countries for press freedom, adding that it will very probably fall even lower in the 2019 index because of the gravity of the violence and abuses of all kinds against journalists. Mm. I'm not telling you something about it. And yet, it's like, hey, you know... The U.S., especially the government, and U.S. corporations are still, you know, this is the sacred cow can't touch them. Kind of like China and their, you know, horrid human rights abuses, but their most favored nation when it comes to trading. It's like, well, you can do whatever that, we'll wink at that, we'll even turn, you know, turn a blind eye to what's going on. You know, with I've human heard... rights abuses, but hey, <laughs> we can get cheap goods, so... Have you ever thought about that term, turning a blind eye? If the eye is blind, why turn it? True. Mm-hmm. That's like saying various and sundry. <laughs> True. Back to you. <laughs> if you don't know what sundry means, it means various. <laughs> Just so you know. Okay, anyway. Uh... <laughs> All right, so there's this other article I read over on uh, christiannews.net. This has to do with our Pope. Yeah, the Pope. Everybody's Pope. The people's person. The, yeah. Anyway. <sighs> How many of you watched the Rose Parade yesterday? Wasn't that beautiful? Actually, I have to admit and tell you, I honestly thought it was kind of a duddy Rose Parade. Out of all the Rose Parades in recent years, I really thought it was duddy. I don't know why. It was just like, ugh, it's kind of duddy. Uh, and the float broke down and caught on fire. I mean, what a bummer that was. Uh, but anyway, so it was New Year's Day, and um, Pope Francis asserts during New Year's, Mary, Mother of God, Mass, she is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. <laughs> okay, don't hate on me, coming out of Rome. Jorge Bergoglio, or however you say his name, also known as Pope Francis, led Roman Catholics on Tuesday in the observance of the feast day called the Solemnity, Solemnity, Solemnity of Mary. Did I say it right? Solemnity. Solemnity of Mary. Yes. Hey, 
just so you know, if you're new to the show, did you not know that I had speech impediment when I was a baby, a kid? I was just a mere child. I had speech therapy <laughs> when I was like five. It hasn't held much. But anyway, the solemn, solemnity of Mary, mother of God, during which she expressed the hope that Mary would, quote, protect, unquote, the people for the new year and claimed that in times of trouble, men should not only lift their eyes to Our Lady, but also let Mary gaze upon them, for she is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. His words have since been refuted by a former Roman Catholic as being unbiblical. I actually know Catholics that are not former Catholics who actually would also agree that it's unbiblical, just so you know. May Mary, Mother of God, protect and accompany us during this new year and bring the peace of her son into our hearts and the world, Bergoglio tweeted this morning, generating over 62,000 likes as of press time. Bergoglio delivered further remarks during Mass at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, where he provided a message for the feast day, which is observed every January 1st as the octave of Christmas on the Roman Catholic liturgical calendar. Mm -hmm. and especially in times of need, when we are entangled in life's knots. We rightly lift our eyes to Our Lady, he stated, according to the Catholic News Agency, in a video posted to YouTube by Vatican News. Yet first we should let ourselves be gazed upon by Our Lady. The eyes of Our Lady know how to bring light to every dark corner, everywhere they rekindle hope. This dude continued, As she gazes upon us, she says, Take heart, dear children, here I am, your mother. He stated that the maternal gaze of Mary helps men to grow in faith and keeps them rooted in the church, where unity counts more than diversity. Okay. <laughs> How much dispersion and solitude there is all around us. The world is completely connected and yet seems completely disjointed. We need to entrust ourselves to our mother, the Pope said. Mary is a cure for solitude and dispersion. She, the mother of consolation, she stands with those who are alone. She knows that words enough are not enough to console. Presence is needed and she is present as a mother. He pointed to Salve Regina, also known as the Hail Holy Queen, which refers to Mary as our life. He acknowledged that the words of the Marian tune might seem exaggerated because Christ is life, but she said that Mary is so closely united to Christ and his people that we can do no better than to put our hands in hers and to acknowledge her as our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, hail our life, our sweetness, and our hope to thee. Do we cry, Catholics recite, in the Salve Regina, which, Salve. Salve Regina, which is also stated to be the last prayer in the rosary. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a long article. But my point <laughs> in bringing this up is that it's not biblical, people. It's not now, I love Mary, and here's the, here's the deal. My mom's name was Mary when she was alive. I'm sure it's still Mary up in heaven, but Mary was a sinner. She wasn't some junior god or goddess. You know, she needed a savior, and even though she did give birth to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, uh, you know, she actually, in the in Luke chapter 2, where it's Mary Magnificent, or however you say that, because I don't know, <laughs> and Bareface will correct me, but anyway, the however you say that word, her song, essentially, is what it is. She actually refers to Jesus as her Savior, which thereby puts her below him and not equal with him. And, and the Pope, for whatever reason, doesn't understand that that doesn't understand that, you know? And the other thing, too, is interesting that Mary, she gets a lot of, you know, she, she gets a lot of bad um, rap, you know, as far as, you know, people like to bag on Mary because, well, she was the mother of Jesus. And a lot of people bag on Mary because of the unbiblical theology in the Catholic Church. A lot of Christians bag on Mary. What I mean, they, you know, they criticize Mary. I don't think we should criticize her. I think she was an amazing woman. She was highly favored, obviously. In fact, that's what God said you are highly favored among all women. And guess what? You get to carry my kid, just so you know. 
And she's like, nailed it. Okay, that was a bad, bad joke anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Bad joke. Anyway. Randall's smiling. <laughs> it's early. No, it's not. It's actually not early. It's it's 4.30. <sighs> anyway, I think we should honor Mary as who she was as a person, but I don't think we should worship her like the Catholic Church does. It's unbiblical to do that. Only Jesus deserves our worship, right? You know? And it's... And I just... I, yeah, I don't know, Bareface. You're the biblical theologian here, not me. What do you think? I'm no theologian. Well, I mean, we could go back to, uh, you know, goddess worship, which all <laughs> this is rooted in. Right. I believe. Um, what would I do without Bareface? You know, when, when the, um, when, quote, Christianity, unquote, <sighs> became the official religion of the Roman Empire, if you can't beat him, join him. They were killing Christians by the thousands, left and right, and the church kept growing by the thousands. Right. So, under Emperor Constantine, Christianity was declared to be the um, official religion of the Roman Empire, and became the Holy Roman Empire, which I believe was one of the worst things that could have ever happened to the church, um, because it... You know, it put, it made a union of of religion and government. I don't think there should be, you know, the wall of separation, but certainly they shouldn't be united one in the same. They're separate institutions, government and religion, if you will, for lack of a better word, uh, which can be definitely complementary and and favorable uh, to one another but certainly not uh, in bed together, as it were. And with that, in the expanse of the Roman Empire, you know, so many, um, so many peoples were into goddess worship, be it Ishtar or, you know, Diana or, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, it was, you know, it, it's just, it was the, it was sort of the, the M.O. of the, the new church, you know, the Roman Catholic Church to Christianize, uh, put a Christian veneer on existing uh, pagan observances. And anyway, just, uh, you know, win friends and influence people. Right. Anyway, and so we ended up with uh, just um, a watered-down, mixed-up sort of... Anyway, so... You know, it's interesting, in that article, it goes on to say that the the celebration uh, was originally, I saw it somewhere in there, and it was originally to commemorate, yeah, uh, as previously reported, the Feast of the Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, was initially the Feast of the Circumcision of Christ, hmm. until being replaced in 1974. By Pope John the Sixth, and so yeah. Well, there, well, there's so much more we could talk about regarding Mary because just because of the unbiblical Catholic Church version of who she is. But, but I agree. The right. the the, but, the cure, you know, the response is not to diss her or to, right. You know, I'm not dissing her at all. I'm dissing the Pope. The Pope ex is exactly the no, Pope I'm, needs I'm, to be slugged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm agreeing with you that yes, because of this this false worship. Yeah. Um you know, that's not a reason to you know, the response is not to reject Mary, but to reject the the worship of, of Mary. Yeah. Of Mary, right, exactly. Right. Well, before we continue, I have a uh I have a couple other articles. I'm gonna talk about some technology stuff coming up in just a minute, but one of the things uh, we need to do is thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. 
Ariel rocks, right? They're the Messianic Jewish ministry. If you want to understand the Bible in the context in which it's written, which is the, which is the Jewish Hebrew context, then uh, anything you get over at Ariel's website is great. And of course, it's January. And so we're back to the 20% discount. You guys missed out on the 30% last month if you didn't do it. But if you go to ariel.org, you use that coupon code Bible News. We'll go ahead and give you 20% off anything that you buy there. And you know what? This really adds up and it's very substantial, you guys. So if you haven't yet checked out their store, you can also go over to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com. Go to our resources page. And on the resources page, we have listed a lot of different resources for you that you can get uh, through the website, which is super cool. Uh, you can do that. In fact, there's there's books from you know that you can buy through our website, and I will I will send those to you personally because uh, they're in stock. <clears throat> it's on the website. It's in stock. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, so there's that. Also, though, uh, what was the other thing I was going to tell you? Um, if you want to become a pillar of the community, that's somebody who donates to our show just to help support us a little bit that would be awesome you can set up a recurring payment through paypal do that right there on our site as well and or you go to biblenewsradio.com forward slash give <laughs> yeah or what else am i forgetting anything or if you want to become a legal shield member here's the deal you can just so you know get in touch with me directly uh, you can do that because there are some qualifications that need to be met in certain states and you may or may not qualify <laughs> for that. And also, I have to tell you that uh, I have become a pickleball ambassador, but yeah, I can't tell you what who it's with yet because I don't have my coupon code yet, but I will. Don't worry. So if you want to take up pickleball in 2019 and be like me and play every day like I did today, which was super awesome, uh, then you will be able to get a really cool pickleball paddle at a discount because of me. And coming up hopefully in April, the launch date for our book, Pickleball Faith, a.k.a. this book on relationships and God, will be released. <laughs> and I'm hoping by the end of the month I will have a... Uh, pre-sale thing going up for you, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm waiting on getting some other things done first, but we'll we'll get it done for sure. That is the goal, and I hope you guys check it out. Cause you know what? Hey, God gives you a gift, and you should share it with people. Well, that's my gift, and as Mia knows, I love pickleball, and she came and played with me, so <clears throat> that was super cool. All right. Now, in case you guys didn't know. Um, I'm debating what, what I want to do here next. Well, how about I do the, the Bible didn't burn story? There is a cool story over on CBN News talking about how this guy's house got burnt down by a fire. But the Bible didn't burn. And uh, I'm just going to read this. It's sad the guy's house burnt down, but it says here, Charles House, ironically is his last name, woke up Friday to the smell of his burning home. Fox News reported that the fire destroyed everything except his Bible. While some would call it a Christmas miracle, House isn't that surprised. House told local news that it's confirmation of God's word. He said his word would not perish and the Bible did not burn. House said it was scorched, but it did not burn. House added, you can take it away, but you can never stop his word. I'm a witness to that right now. Seeing the Bible in the middle of that fire, it didn't burn that Bible. A fire marshal investigated the cause of the flames and discovered that dangerous wiring the home sparked the blaze, which is so sad. Dozens of strangers have donated money to House through a GoFundMe account. So far, he is just a few hundred dollars away from achieving his goal, $5,000. And he says, it's a blessing. I can't stop saying that because it's a blessing. In fact, I'm going to go check here and just see if it's exceeded $5,000. It's actually has now. They got an $8,000 goal, so they might have increased it since that actually aired on CBN News. So if you go to uh, GoFundMe.com and then you can put in uh, House Burndown, then if you want to donate to that, you can. Uh, but I love the literalness of this, of what he said, but I also have to say that I don't think that in this case that <laughs> that was actually meant to be literal because the Bible has been burned by numerous people in the past. But in this case, it is kind of cool that, you know, 
he didn't lose his Bible in the fire. Right, Bearface? Yep, I agree. Okay. All right, so there's that one. And then, regarding privacy issues, there is over on techcrunch.com, one of my favorite websites of all time. I love technology. Technology is awesome. Technology rules the world in many ways. Uh, it says here, Pop Sugar's twinning app was leaking everyone's uploaded photos. This goes back. The reason I bring this story up is because it actually goes back to not only the technology holes, but it actually ties into the issue of identity theft uh, and how easy it is to get your identity stolen. So it says here, I thought the worst thing about Pop Sugar's twinning tool was that it matched me with James Gordon. Turns out the hundreds of thousands of selfies uploaded to the tool were easily downloadable by anyone who knew where to look. The popular photo matching tool is fairly simple. It analyzes a selfie or uploaded photo, compares it to a massive database of celebrity photos to find matches, and finally gives you a twinning percentage for your top five lookalikes, according to Pop Sugar, which developed the tool. Then you share those match photos to Facebook and Twitter, so everyone knows that you don't look like look at all like one of the many Kardashians. All of the uploaded photos were stored in a storage bucket hosted on Amazon Web, web Services. We know because the web address of the bucket is in the code on the Twinning Tools website. Open that in your web browser, and we saw a real-time stream of uploaded photos. Yep. Well, anyway, it goes on to say in the article that Amazon fixed the issue. But just so you know, in this case, I mean, you know, but. Well, it's um, not an Amazon thing to fix. Amazon Web Services. I use Amazon Web Services. Yeah, you do. For storage. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and basically, they they uh, basically rent out disk storage. Right. Or, or storage and it's... actually don't you can't you get it for free though with if you're a prime member um up to a certain amount i don't know if that's true anymore they just charge by um i use it for backing up some stuff and i pay like every once in a while i'll get an invoice for like 12 cents or something like that um but you know it's up to you to set the permissions on that as you would any uh, describe in a disk drive and a file system, and it appears that um, Pop Sugar didn't do that. The permissions were wide open. Um, Pop Sugar is at fault then. The evildoers. Yeah, that whoever set it up for them, they just, you know, wide open permissions. So not only was their app, you know, pushing the, yeah. you know, the web app pushing the content to. I wonder who would be my twin. I'm going to take a screenshot of myself. I'm going to find out. I'm going to... <laughs> so, wait, hold on. Look at myself. Wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> I'll go ahead and I'll uh, let you know later. <laughs> and he's a twinning app. And... <laughs> I've had... The, you know what the weird thing is? You know the number one celebrity I always get mistaken for? I'm mistaken for. I'd well... say if there was a, a twin... <laughs> Probably, probably in the top ten would be Bette Midler. Exactly. <laughs> People always say I look like Bette Midler, and I'm like, why? Why? Well, she is Jewish. Yeah. Like I am. Hey, by the way, in case you didn't see my Christmas gift from Bareface, is this Jewish Star of David? It's multicolored. No, it's not endorsing the gay community in any way. Just so you know. But anyway. <laughs> Ugh. Yes. And I sing well. I sing pretty good. Yeah. Me and Bet were like this. No, we're not. We're like that. <sighs> All right. Well, speaking of the phone. <laughs> Who was? There's this article over on the wall and on New York Times, the New York Times website titled In Search of Lost Screen Time. I thought this was kind of interesting because we're all like on our phones, right? Imagine what we could do with our money and our hours if we set our phones aside for a whole year. Uh-huh. Listen to this. It says here, more than three quarters of all Americans own a smartphone. In 2018, those 253 million Americans spent $1,380 and $1,400 and 60 hours on their smartphone and other mobile devices. That's 91 waking days 
cumulatively, that adds up the 30, no, that adds up the 370 billion waking American hours and $349 billion. So I have to, I have to say, I don't know if 370 billion waking American hours is actually different than 370 billion European hours, but as far as I know, I thought that was funny. Well, because it's, you know, because it's the stats on Americans, 253. Yes, yes, I know. Why the need, though? Seriously, we already know it's Americans, but yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. In 2019, here's what we could do instead. We could plant. Yeah, we could. In most Western states, that $1,380 you spent on your phone could buy half an acre of land. Yeah, there you go. In the right conditions, that half acre could easily accommodate 150 trees. A single tree sequesters 48 pounds of carbon. A year, it takes about 30 minutes for an amateur forester to plant a tree. Blah, 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 blah. Who wants to plant a tree? Yeah, no, not me. I don't want to. Love. A recent study of romantic relationships among college students in the journal Psychology of Popular Media Culture found that smartphone dependency is significantly linked to relationship uncertainty. And that, quote, partners, unquote, perceived smartphone dependency predicts less relationship satisfaction. According to another recent study, more than 29% of Americans would rather give up sex for three months than give up their smartphone for a single week. <laughs> well, hey, that's, I'm not even going to touch that one. <laughs> I will say, based on my therapeutic experience with people, mostly women, I don't think that that would be a big, huge, big deal for most people, most women anyway. <laughs> now flip that around. If you gave up your device for a year, you, you would have time to make love about 16,000 times, assuming you're like most Americans and your lovemaking sessions last an average of five minutes or almost five and a half minutes, uh, not counting foreplay. <laughs> This is why the Great Depression, there was like a lot of babies born because there was nothing else to do, people. Okay, anyway. All right, the next thing we could do is motivate. Currently, the American political system undercounts the votes of the majority of Americans either through gerrymandering or the unfair distribution of Senate seats and electoral votes. But this system can be changed particularly if we push for a program for voter reform. Yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. At a grassroots level, as David Gold, an attorney with the organization Democratism, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Democratism? Whatever. Noted quitting devices would give citizens enough time and money to visit their local and state representative three times a week for a year and cover the cost of the trip in gas or mass transit to lobby or reform. Who needs to travel when you can do it on the internet on your phone? Anyway. Yeah, I, I think it would be a tragedy to do away with the electoral college system. but It's clearly a liberal that wrote this right, article. But, <laughs> but that's topic for another time. <laughs> Purifies the next one we could do. Every year, 10 million tons of plastic waste flows into the ocean, according to George Leonard of the Ocean Conservancy. If Americans applied all the money they allocate to smartphones in solving plastic pollution, there would be enough money available to pay for the necessary improvements in waste management in Asian countries for 70 years. Okay. And let's move on. Read. There we go. I was wondering if we was going to get to this section here. Reading. I bought 16 books last month, so I could read them all this year. Here, listen to this. The average reader reading at a speed of 280 words per minute, which actually I read way more than that, uh, would take approximately 71 and a half hours to read the 1.3 million words in Marcel's Proust in Search of Lost Time. With 1,460 hours repurposed from device usage, a reader would get through the books almost 20 times. With the $1,380 in device-free savings, you could spend the weekend in... in Illier's Combray, the setting of Proust's first Madeline-soaked memories and see if he got it right. Or you could read the Bible. <laughs> All that. And then the last two are Heal and Save. According to Mayo Clinic, swimming, walking, or running for 30 minutes a day will lower your blood pressure by 4 to 9 millimeters of mercury. That's why you, you got to do that bare face. Mm-hmm. 
And it says here, yes, you could keep your phone with you while you exercise, but who needs the stress? Hey, I used to play pickleball with my phone, just so you know. I had it in my pocket. When I first started playing pickleball, I wore these ugly orange shorts that somebody gave me because I didn't have any clothes I could wear. Anyway, and blood pressure medicine costs about 900 bucks a year. I say take up pickleball, and I'll recommend a paddle soon that you could use. <laughs> and then save. The average American spends $14,000 per decade on smartphones. That's $70,000 over the course of an average working life. Invested in a conservative mutual fund with an annual rate of return of 4%, that would yield over $1.3 million in retirement savings. Just so you know. And circumnavigate, which I'd never actually seen that word in print, but that's what it is. Last year, the globe-circling Scottish cyclist Mark Beaumont smashed the world's circumnavigation record by riding around the world's landmass in 79 days. He pedaled 16 hours a day for a total of 1,264 hours or just under a year's worth of smartphone usage. Average humans couldn't match Mr. Beaumont's feet, but the money and time saved by ditching their phones would afford them a lot of time with a personal trainer. And last but not least, if we got rid of our other things, we could actually play more like pickleball or we could communicate more. Yeah, we could. Or we could nurture more. Yeah, who wants to do that? Hey, I say down with all that stuff. I think we should keep our phones. We should continue to be highly addicted to them, especially at 4 p.m. Central Time. <laughs> As you watch on Periscope, Bible News Radio. Just so you know, that's, that's what I think. I don't know. What do you think, Bareface? Are you with me on that one? Are you? And you could take part of that money and donate it to Bible News Radio and all that as well. That's what I think. I was surprised at the uh, statistic, what, $70,000 over a, oh, a record average working on 14000 per decade. Right, over, over an average lifetime. You figure, you know, the typical system that carriers get you in is the two-year contract. And your phone is paid off in two years. Yep. So... I guess it's like it was like a seven eight hundred dollar phone. My with, phone is paid off. Yeah, it is. Yeah, with the interest and stuff like that. So and it's burning up on Periscope. It's hot. Yeah, I suppose that's probably maybe maybe a thousand dollars over over two years. So a decade, ten thousand dollars. I guess you'd have to buy pretty expensive phones to do the fourteen thousand dollars per decade. But true. Yeah, you know, um, yep, yep, uh, annual rate of return of 4%, that's pretty conservative, uh, net 4%, uh, on your investments, yeah, but over, that would yield 1.3 million retirement savings, uh, over, over what period of time, I have to check into that, do the reverse math, anyway, yeah. Well, tomorrow... Everything in moderation. Thank you, Sylvia Sue Lynn, for retweeting our show on Twitter. Appreciate that. Oddvar, nice to see you as well. Joe, I saw you. Gina. Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan, I mean. Joe. I saw Joe, but I saw Leo. And Melanie, of course, is there as well. Mm-hmm. Ray. Hello, Ray. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, so that is pretty much our show. I was going to talk about the government shutdown. Boo, hiss, boo, hiss. Uh, but I have Yay. to tell you. <laughs> really, how has our government been since it's been shut down? Hmm. <laughs> Actually, tomorrow Pelosi is supposed to take over Meh. the house. Of course, I want them to return to work because well, we don't want rank amateurs spying on us, lying to us, and wasting our money. So, nah. we don't. Donald Trump is an awesome president. Yeah, he is. Make America great again. That's going to be another motto here in our show 2019. L O L, right? Okay. Anyway, so hey, no. In all seriousness, remember. 
my new initiative to be slugged by Stacy, just so you know. And here's the thing. If you want to be slugged by me, then make sure you tune in tomorrow morning on Periscope for the audio version of your leadership development training, which is what I'm going to be doing. By the way, if you're interested in personal coaching, you can also contact me directly and I will talk to you about how you can do that with me as well. If you are on my Legal Shield Ladies of Justice team, also, don't forget, we're going to have our training soon with that goes. And if you're also interested in joining my team and you're serious about making a difference in your life and leveling your, yourself up, then contact me as well as about that and we'll get you hooked up uh, so that you, you can actually make some money and feel good about yourself, you know, because I tell you what, when you make more money and you're productive with your life in ways, you know, God will bless you, right? And, uh, and, and don't forget, you know, challenge is a good thing. Some of you guys don't like to be challenged, but you know what? Every day there's challenges and some of those, some of those challenges might actually involve me, <laughs> just so you know. And if so, you have to build a bridge and get over it and deal with it. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're going to talk more about that tomorrow, but I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to slug you in the morning. We'll bless you in the afternoon and, and, uh, then, uh, we will, uh, you know, do whatever else that we can do. So there you have it. All right, people. My tagline's still the same. Be bold, stand up, and go with God. Because he loves you. Yeah, he does. I'll talk to you tomorrow.